It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Charles Payne. I'm Kat Timp. I'm Stuart Varney. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. I'm John Saucier. This war in Ukraine is raging just as hard as it ever has right now. And the United States is doing what we can to provide military resources in the form of weapons. There are a number of issues going on right now, though. Major and more imminent problem is the fact that there is no clean drinking water in this major city right now because Russians dropped a pipeline. So there's no clean water that's going into homes. This is the Fox News Rundown. War in Ukraine. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. The United States has played a major role during this war in Ukraine by providing weaponry that the Ukrainian military needs to try and fend off this Russian invasion. In some places, it seems to be working. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The word HIMARS has become almost synonymous with the word justice for our country. And the Ukrainian defense forces will do everything to ensure that the occupiers experience more and more painful losses every week. And Russia is not very happy about this. We've heard been saying throughout the war that they're accusing the U.S. of escalating the situation. And right now, Russia is accusing the U.S. of helping Kyiv coordinate successful strikes on its ammunition depot. Our guest today is Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan. She's in Kiev, Ukraine. And saying that it's also providing Ukraine with rocket launchers. And that part, at least, is true. This week, the U.S. announced that they would be allocating an additional $550 million. And what that's going towards its defense aid and specifically what we've seen these high Mars missiles to break that down. What that means that is a high mobility artillery rocket system and, and how this is different. High Mars have a long range. They're more precise than some of the older artillery. And uh, why this, this really matters so much is just because this will be able to give Ukrainian forces the power to strike past the front lines onto Russian held territory. And some argue that this will make a big difference. But some of the politicians that I've talked with here say, if anything, this really is only going to even out the battlefield. But Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky, he really has been reiterating that this is exactly what is going to make a difference in this war. Let's switch gears now and talk about Ukraine's largest nuclear plants. Apparently, this is the largest nuclear plant in all of Europe, and we've got reports it could be heading for some sort of disaster. Can you talk about what you're hearing about this? Yeah, this was a big deal, of course, because the UN's nuclear chief warned that this is completely out of control. This is a nuclear power plant, the largest, again, in Europe, the largest in Ukraine. It's near the southeastern city of Zaporizhia, just outside of that. It's about 10 hours from where I am in the capital. And what they're saying is that they are really not seeing any safety protocols being followed whatsoever. Russia took over this power plant back at the start of the war, and now the U.N. is urging both Russian and Ukrainian officials to let experts in to make sure that some of these protocols 
are followed because the people who are in there might not necessarily know what they're doing. And of course, as we've seen in the past, this really could lead to a nuclear catastrophe. So the UN will continue to warn about that. But we have heard even U.S. politicians in the recent days warning of how big of an issue this could be and how this could create the war to spill out onto other borders, given how big of a problem this would be um, just here domestically and abroad. Yeah, absolutely. Not only for, you know, the humanitarian problem here with a possible nuclear problem, but also when you count all the energy resources there, the largest nuclear power plant in all of Europe, that's pretty serious stuff. All right, let's keep it there in the southern portion of Ukraine, Alex. I want to talk about this strategic city of Mykolaiv, where Russia has been trying to get this thing since the beginning of the invasion, and now they're picking up the bombing in the area. Fox News recently got an interview with a mayor of this city as he was in a hospital. Can we just talk about that and what's happening in the city? Again, it's Mykolaiv. Yeah, so I talked with the mayor of Mykolaiv, Alexander Senkovich, and he was walking through one of the city's major hospitals to show me on video just how much damage there was. Over the weekend, Russia targeted Mykolaiv and hit it with more rockets than it has seen since the entirety of the war. It was hit with 38 rockets. But to really give you an idea of the devastation that they're seeing across the city, half of the town has left. To put this in perspective of what this looks like, before the war, the population size was about the size of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Since the war broke out, half of the people have left, but the other half of the city says they simply won't leave their home. And now the issue that they're running into, it's two-pronged. It's not only heat, but it's water. Water and heating, these are two priorities that we need to resolve. They are able to take uh, plastic bags and uh, fill it with uh, drinking water. 40,000 windows have been blown out by blast in this city. And why that's so important is because we're starting to approach the end of summer and it's only going to get colder. So city officials are going building to building, boarding up these windows to make sure that for the people who have stayed, they at least will be able to heat their homes adequately. But the other major and more imminent problem is the fact that there's no clean drinking water in this major city right now because Russian strikes struck a pipeline. So there's no clean water that's going into homes. So the water that people see when they turn on their faucets or their showers to clean themselves, it's this salty, dirty water. So the only way people are able to get access to clean drinking water is by digging wells or waiting for other cities to bus in potable water. So the situation just completely, completely is deteriorating at this point. And when I was talking with the mayor, I was asking him, aren't we going door to door begging people to leave? And he said, look, for the elderly in my town, this is where they've lived their whole life. And they tell me they would rather die here in their apartments and in their homes than try to go somewhere new and start their life all over at their age. We're speaking today with Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan in Kiev, Ukraine, the capital, for the very latest on this war, which is still very real. We'll have much more coming up next. This grain deal that was brokered between Russia and Ukraine to try and get some of these Ukrainian grain exports out seems to kind of be working. We did get a grain shipment out of a port city. Can you talk about that? 
Yeah, this is definitely some good news, moving in the right direction. This ship is called the Rizzoni. It was carrying 26,000 tons of corn. And, of course, this is part of the broker deal between Turkey and the U.N. to get these ships out and alleviate some of the pressure and the global food demand that we've seen from the lack of shipments from what's known as the breadbasket of the world. So the Rizzoni has now passed all of the checkpoints in Turkey, and it is sailing toward Lebanon. But as much of it importance that we're seeing now of highlighting the story, we also do need to realize the fact that we don't have the clear flag just yet. The Pentagon noted that while this is a major step, what's really more important to watch at this point is what happens in the weeks ahead. I've been talking with some Ukrainian officials about when will we see the next ship leave. Some tell me they're hoping for three to four days. But again, that is going to be the big step in watching to see if grain shipments can get back on track, if more of these massive ships can leave. We're expecting to see, if everything goes to plan, that 22 million tons of grain shipments could go out to the surrounding countries. But again, another question is whether or not these emptied ships will be allowed safe passage back to Ukraine. Yeah, it's a race against the clock, too, because a lot of what those ships are carrying uh, it's not going to be any good if they wait too long. Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan. Alex, normally you're based in London. We sent you to Ukraine. Is this your second time going back to Kiev now? It is. My my first trip, we were gone on the road for about seven weeks. And I'm back here now. It's been a week on the road. And it's been an interesting contrast to see how much things have changed. People have definitely become a little bit more used to life in a wartime That being said, I've talked with people who have yet to come back and for people who have yet to see their family because their families have left and they've not been reunited. And it's been six months now. And that's an incredibly painful reality to live through. And I think people are just hoping that they'll see some kind of resolve. The problem is when that could be and realistically when it will be safe for the majority of people who have left to leave home. And it's worth noting that the U.N., announced that it's been now 10 million border crossings since the war broke out, whether that's people leaving and coming back in, but it is a remarkable number. And it's really touching to talk to people about their stories, about what caused them to to flee their home. And hopefully for them, eventually, they're hoping that they'll get to come back. Do you sense optimism in Kiev or do you think people are starting to get worn down as this war continues to drag on? Definitely a lot of the latter. I think people are burnt out. They're exhausted. One woman, for example, I met, she has had a really rough go of it with her business was shuttered because of the pandemic. And then she finally entered a new job back in January and to have all of that ripped out again from under her feet. And now her family's all separated. She's taken on a new dry, a new job as being a driver, actually. And that is just a similar story of people who are trying to just get by and trying to make life what they can do with it. The the main thing also is that people are shifting gears and how they can help the war effort. So be that farmers who are helping feed the troops, women who are becoming drivers because men can't leave Ukraine. So they're the women who are bringing people in and out. It's really, really interesting to see how much people have adapted and how much they're changing uh, to make make life work and how they can help Ukrainians 
your effort in their own way. Absolutely. And you're doing your work over there also, Alex, and we appreciate that. Fox News foreign correspondent Alex Hogan in Kiev, Ukraine. As always, Alex, thank you for your reporting. Stay safe, number one priority. And thanks for joining us here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.